This is the third installment of the Caveat Emptor series. This story is told from the perspective of a male. All names have been changed to protect their identity. Part 3, Counting Down. I'm Tasha Wheelhouse, and this is Copper Shock. I was looking at the blood-spattered hamster glass cage, but more or less staring at what was in the center of it. I couldn't tear my eyes away. A massacre of hamster remains strewn all about its feet. The other four hamsters were not really missing. It was revolting and obvious where they were. A single hamster sat with its stomach stretched and bulging, its belly fur and muscle matted in blood. Even still, it sat there greedily chewing with its stuffed cheeks, grinding small bits of something in between its teeth. Overnight, the smallest brother hamster had attacked and consumed his mother, father, and two sisters. I walked closer to the cage, and I noticed something odd as I looked at the water bottle and then the feeder bowl. I heard my mother gasp from behind me as she walked by Cassandra's room. Nick, get away from there! My mother covered my eyes with her hand and ushered me out of Cassandra's room. As we passed my dad in the hallway, I heard her whisper to him, Get rid of it. Mom? I asked her. She was too distracted, pushing me down the hallway away from Cassandra's room while my dad took care of it. Mom? I asked her again. She pushed me into the den, and I grabbed her hand to get her attention. Mom! What is it, Nick? He wasn't hungry. My mother cocked her head to the side, confused. The water bottle and the food bowl. They were both full. That was the day I saw something change in my mother's face. She didn't need to say it to me, but we both knew there was something evil in this house. The next week, my younger sister Raquel started having extreme nightmares. Not like the visitor to Cassandra, but in a recognized dreamscape. These quickly formed into night terrors every evening. She'd sit straight up and scream with all of her little lungs. After a few nights, I became rather exhausted and stopped leaving my room when she'd scream. That was Mom and Dad's job. I could tell they were getting tired of it, too. One night, after Raquel had finally gone back to sleep, I lay staring at the ceiling, making patterns between the bumps, trying to fall asleep. A few doors down, I could hear my mother and father having a shouting match. Erica, you've got to be kidding me. Do you know how hard it was to find a job like this for me? How much it's going to do for our family? Austin, come on. I'm not crazy. Can't you feel something wrong with this place? All of our kids are having nightmares. I constantly feel like I'm being watched behind my back when I know no one is there. You can't tell me the boy hamster swallowing his family whole wasn't a little extreme. Erica, shut up. Just shut up. Are you not listening to yourself? You are picking apart reasons for this not to work out. Just like before, just like always. That's not fair. I'm terrified. The kids are terrified. They're scared. 
because you're working yourself up and it's rubbing off on them. Be an adult. There's nothing wrong with this house. I rolled over and pulled the pillow over my head. I didn't want to hear any more. And fitfully, I dozed off to sleep. In my dream, I walked down the hallway toward the kitchen. Mom was at the stove making food. I rubbed my eyes as she asked me, Nick, what do you want for breakfast? She pivoted to face me casually, and my mouth ran dry. Her eyes are completely gouged out of her head. Black, dried blood ran from her sockets over her cheekbones on either side of her face. The right eye streak even bled into and out of her mouth. Above her head was a green, glowing symbol. I stare at it, confused for a moment. Then it shifts, turning itself inward and bending into a new symbol. It folded itself again and again, each one with new images and new symbols. Ice-cold horror sets in as I look at my eyeless mother with a green curse drifting above her head. Mom, what happened to your eyes? Honey, I'm just fine. Everything's normal. What's wrong? She said it so evenly, as though nothing was really the matter. I backed away from the kitchen into the hallway. I ran into Raquel's room. She was combing her hair, staring into a mirror. The blood running flesh from her eyes, as though they'd recently been cut out of her skull. I remember feeling so frantic. Maybe there's something wrong with me. I ran in front of the mirror. I see two bright blue eyes staring back at me. I was fine. I then went to Cassandra's room. Cassandra lay in bed. I shook her awake. Something dark drizzled down her pink pillowcase. I backed away as she lazily turned over. Nick, what's wrong? Black blood pooled onto her sheets. Your eyes are gone, I exclaimed. What are you talking about? As she shuffled on her pillow, I noticed something poking out from underneath it. I reach under, gripping something small and soft in my palm. I pull it out, and it's a voodoo doll with hair that looked just like Cassandra's. A nail was embedded through its face. I ran to Raquel's room and without permission, threw her pillow to the ground. Another voodoo doll with a nail in its face. Next, I ran to my room. A doll, but no nail. Holding these three dolls, I stumbled back into the kitchen to tell my mother, Mom, look at these. I found this in Cassandra and Raquel's room. My mother immediately dropped what she was doing. In a panic, she said, Get your sisters, now. All of us were running across the front lawn of the house, and I feel a rumble from behind me. I look over my shoulder, and I see the same green, ghastly smoke billowing out from every window. It flowed up and accumulated above our home, turning into the same symbols from before. But now, I understand. 
the symbols. It was a countdown. When it finally reached zero, the symbol transformed into a face I could only describe as the face of despair, agony, and malicious intent. It was, in every sense, the face of the devil. I woke up sweating and ran out of my room immediately to knock on my parents' door. I heard the creaking of the boards as my mother walked up to the door. I saw the handle turn and I felt small panic rise up in my chest. I was wondering if she would have eyes this time. I felt relief wash over me as she looked down at me with those beautiful green hazel eyes. Nick, what on earth? I hugged her tightly around her waist and began crying. The other night terrors occurred for me, but that one was the worst. I get that I've got a pretty crazy imagination, but shortly after that dream, that was when I found the pit of horse bones. And now the sheriff stood at my door with my mother, asking her that question. Ma'am, do you know who lived here before you? No. What happened? She asked him. I remember I had to paint this whole front hallway with two coats of paint because it was so bad. Thank you for listening. This episode of Copper Shock was produced by me, Tasha Wheelhouse. If you love this episode and you'd like to support the channel, please go ahead and subscribe. And also rate the channel as well. It helps us to reach new audiences, new listeners. Uh, if you'd like to check out any additional Copper Shock content, I do have the original recording from the subscriber who told the tale. If that's of any interest to you, please go ahead and uh, go to coppershock.com, author's additional notes, and you'll find it there. Uh, if you'd also like to reach out to me as well, there's contact on coppershock.com. I love hearing from all of you, and everyone's got a story to tell. These recordings are a copyright of Copper Shock. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you again.